In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom, and I'm glad to be with you today. Oh, how we need to hear the Word of God. How we need to hear that we are loved with an everlasting love. You say, but I don't feel it. Well, He died for you. He was buried for you, and He rose from the dead for you. As long as your faith in Him is intact, everything's going to come out all right. And you must believe that. You say, but I've never gone through such a hard time. Well, the Lord went through the hardest time on the cross. He bore our wounds and carried our infirmities, and He bore our sins. He's the Savior my Savior, your Savior, and He has a plan for your life. Do you know that today? You say, but my life doesn't go any place. He's got a plan for your life. I know the plans I have for you, plans to give you a future and a hope. When you seek me with all of your heart, you will find me with you, says the Lord. When you seek me, with all of your heart? Are you seeking Him? Are you telling Him you love Him? Are you surrendering to Him? How do I surrender? Lord, I surrender my life to You. I give You my life. Just take it. You can have all that I am and all that I have. I give it to You, Jesus. You are worthy of my life. Thank You, Jesus. You're going to bring good out of my life. Because to those who love God and are called to His purpose, all things work together for the good. Not some things, not many things, but all things. I'm looking at Luke 6. One Sabbath day, you know something's going to happen. Jesus always does what He does on the Sabbath. While Jesus was going through the grain fields, His disciples plucked some heads of grain, and rubbed them in their hands and ate them. But some of the Pharisees said, Why are you doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? Jesus answered, Have you not read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He entered the house of God and ate the bread of presence. Isn't that interesting? the bread of presence. We know what that bread of presence is today, the body and blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, which was not lawful for anybody but the priest to eat. And he gave some to his companions. Then he said to them, the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. I tell you, Jesus Christ is Lord of the Sabbath. Do you know that today? Do you know that He's Lord of your life? Do you know that He's got plans for you? You said that before. Yes, I did. But I want you to hear it. We were at uh, the mile the, the other day with all the people living in the street. And, you know, I told them, 
that God had plans for them, plans to give them a future and a hope. I told them that they were not hopeless. They were and Jesus came to save the helpless. Oh, yes, to save. Are you helpless today? Jesus came to save you today. On another Sabbath, verse 6, he entered the synagogue and taught there. And there was a man whose right hand was withered. The scribes and the Pharisees watched him to see whether he would cure on the Sabbath so that they might find an accusation against him. Even though he knew what they were thinking, he said to the man who had the withered hand, Come and stand here. He got up and stood there. Then Jesus said to them, I ask you, is it lawful to do good or to do harm on the Sabbath, to save life or to destroy life? After looking around at all of them, he said to him, Stretch out your hand. He did so, and his hand was restored. But they were filled with fury and discussed with one another what they might do with Jesus. Imagine healing a man on the Sabbath. They should have had a party. They should have been rejoicing that God works through this man, Jesus, who is both God and man. Oh, yes, they should have had a party. Maybe the man had a withered hand and he was a beggar. They don't have to put any money in his can any longer. Why? Because he's been healed. This is something to rejoice over, that Jesus is Lord of the Sabbath. Verse 12, chapter 6 of Luke. Now during those days he went out to the mountain to pray. Jesus always went to a quiet place to pray. And he spent the night in prayer to God. And when the day came, he called his disciples and chose twelve of them, whom he also named apostles. Simon, he's always first, whom he named Peter, his brother Andrew, James and John, Philip and Bartholomew, Matthew and Thomas, James the son of Alphaeus, Simon who was called the Zealot, and Judas son of James, and Judas Iscariot who became a traitor. Well, you know what? This is a motley group. We have Simon the Zealot. A zealot was anyone who would kill a Roman or anyone who worked for Rome. We have Matthew, who was the tax collector, who worked for Rome. You can see at the beginning they didn't get along. But on the day of Pentecost, they were all together in one accord with Mary, the mother of Jesus. I tell you, God knows how to fix us. You might have someone who's your enemy. I remember when I was in Peabody, I was going to leave because I just couldn't deal with it any longer. And the pastor said, please stay and see if things change. 
and I listened to him, and we became friends. Oh, yes, God has things in store for us. I thought we would become enemies, but we became friends. I tell you how we need to hear the Word of God. Are you an apostle of Jesus? Are you a disciple of Jesus? Have you told someone this week about the love of God? Have you told them that they were loved by Jesus Christ, that he gave his life for them, that he was buried for them, that he rose from the dead for them? Have you shared this with anybody? Have you shared your testimony? I don't have a test. You must. God must have done something in your life. Oh, yes. I share the testimony that God gives me, and my testimony is ongoing because he's still doing things. Oh, yes. I'm reading 617. Luke six seventeen, he came down with them and stood on a level place with a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea, Jerusalem, the coast of Tyre and Sidon. They had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. I wonder how many people come to hear our preachers, not only to be healed, but to hear them, because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. I wonder how many preachers people come to hear. If it's six minutes, that's wrong. You cannot preach for six minutes when the world preaches 24. They came to listen to Jesus and to be healed of their diseases. And those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured, and all of the crowd were trying to touch him, for power came from him and healed all of them. I remember I was in New York once. When I came home, Father Martin was there. He said, a woman whose food had been cursed is going to come tomorrow, and she wants you to pray for her. I'll never forget it. She and her mother came fasting and praying. We took authority over that unclean spirit in the food, and she started to spit up. She was completely healed in the name of Jesus. I'm going to tell you why. Because they came fasting and praying. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It takes strength to get rid of the demon in Jesus' name. I remember being with the woman who was suicidal. She was afraid of everything. And so I started to say, spirit of suicide, come out of her. She started to spit. Spirit of fear, come out of her. She started to spit. She said, why am I spitting? I said, the Lord is sweeping out your house. I wasn't going to say these are all demons. The Lord is sweeping out your house. That's good enough for her. That's good enough for her. And all the crowd were trying to touch him, for power came out from him and healed all of them. I would tell you, if I was there, I wanted to touch him too. I need to touch Jesus now. 
Reach out and touch the Lord, for He goes by. He's not too much too busy to hear your heart's cry. He is passing by this moment, your fate to supply. Reach out and touch the Lord as He goes by. I tell you, we need to touch Jesus. That's why we preach, because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Let's continue. Verse 20, Then he looked up at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude you and revile you and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day. Leap up for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven, for that is their ancestors did. For that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. What do they do? They kill the prophets. But woe to you who are rich now, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Oh, Lord, I'm hungry. I'm hungry for you. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is the way their ancestor did to the false prophets. I know everyone doesn't speak well of me. Thank God. Thank God they don't all speak well of me. Some people think I'm, I'm, uh, I'm off. I know there's an Anglican church in Cambridge that thinks I'm crazy because I talk about life. But you know what? Hallelujah. Isn't it wonderful that people think I'm nuts? Because I follow Jesus. And I believe in the gospel of life, not the gospel of death. Oh, yes. I know other people that think he's too much, too much. He tried to convert his teachers. Well, if they were already converted, that was no problem. But I would say things, and I would make them think. And they, they took me under their wing, too, and they helped me. Oh, yes, it was both ways. Both ways. Let's continue. Chapter 6, verse 27. But I say to you that listen. Are you listening? I say to you that listen. Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. That's something. Do good to those who hate you. I remember once the pro-death people came to St. Adelaide's, and they were mocking the church because I would go uh, to the abortion clinic. And I said to the pastor, he said, what are we going to do? I said, go into the house and get a pitcher of lemonade, and let's give them lemonade. We did, and they left. They couldn't deal with people being kind to them. They wanted me to fight with them. It was a hot summer's day. 
We gave them lemonade, and they left. Blessed are those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. You've got to forgive. If you don't forgive, you're going to bring that torment to the grave. You've got to forgive. And if you don't know how to forgive, you sit under a cross and say, I want to borrow from Jesus Christ the forgiveness he had on the cross. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other one also. For anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. We are called to do to others as we want them to do to us. But Jesus says something different on uh, the day before he died. He said, love one another as I have loved you even unto death. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. If you lend to those whom you hope to receive, I'll tell you, I've lended and have not received. What credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much again. But I tell you, love your enemies. How do you love your enemies? You pray for them. Do good and lend, expecting nothing in return. Your reward will be great, and you will be called the children of the Most High. For he is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful just as your Father is merciful. He is a merciful God. You know, when I get to heaven by the grace of God, I'm going to just get on my face and say, Have mercy on me, Lord. Have mercy on me. I need your mercy. Please, God, your mercy, not your justice. Your mercy, not your justice. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Don't forgive, and you won't be forgiven. Oh, yes. You say, but they really hurt me. You'll take it to the grave. It's better that you take, take time now to forgive them. But I don't feel it. I don't care what you feel. Your words are good enough. I forgive them. I forgive them. They've hurt me immensely. I forgive them. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. Listen to this. In good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over with, into the folds of your lap. Give, and you shall be given. I believe that we have not taught our people how to give. I believe that. We say, well, you know, we don't want to ask for money. It takes money to operate what we're doing. And people need to know 
they are called to tithe their money, just like me. I wish I was only tithing. Only God knows how much I give. But you know what? I cannot afford not to give. I cannot afford not to give. You know why? Because if I don't give, the windows of heaven won't be open to me. Oh, yes. He also told them a parable. Can a blind man guide a blind man? Will not both fall into the pit? A disciple is not above the teacher, but everyone who is fully qualified will be like the teacher. Oh, I hope we get to be like Jesus. I hope when people look at us, they say, that's a glimpse of Jesus because of him who lives in us, not because of us, because he lives in us. Why do you see the speck in your neighbor's eye but not the log in your own eye? Or how can you say to your neighbor, friend, let me take out the speck in your eye when you yourself do not see the log in your own eye? Hypocrites, first take the log out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your neighbor's eye. Oh yes, I'm not looking to take specks out because I might have a log. I might have a log a log of unforgiveness. Oh no, I don't want to be unforgiving because God won't be forgiving to me on the last day. It's just like that. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. That is what we pray in the Our Father. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. Amen. No good tree bears bad fruit. No good tree bears bad fruit. At the Holy Rosary, we had an apple tree. It was beautiful in spring, but not one apple was worthy of eating because the tea, the tree was rotten. It did not produce good fruit. The only thing good it produced were good flowers. But each apple was filled with bugs. A good tree doesn't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree doesn't produce good fruit. For each tree is known by its own fruit. Figs are not gathered from thorns, nor are grapes picked from a bramble bush. The good man out of the good treasure of his heart produces good, and the evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart produces evil, for it is out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks. If you're gossiping, you've got heart trouble. It is out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks. Gossip some more. You have heart trouble. Your heart needs to be fixed. And only the blood of Jesus can do that. Only the blood of Jesus can fix your heart. Stop gossiping. Get a life, for heaven's sakes. Get a life. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit, Hail Mary, full of grace, 
the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. His pitched his tent among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory as the only Son of the Father. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Stop gossiping. Praise God instead. Give instead, and you will be given. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.